Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sneaker History Podcast. Rolling here as a dynamic duo, kind of like Batman and Robin, with my guy Mike. How you doing? I'm good, man. How you doing today? I'm good. Um, I thought of Batman because we're going to be talking about some Kobe 5s and just Batman and the Kobe 5 go together in my brain for some reason. Um, there's a colorway we'll be talking about, but just, you know, slick, dark, um, has all the tools, just, it's, it's going to be a good Kobe talk day, but, uh, before we jump into that, let's, let's find out what Mike's been rocking and what Mike's been copping or looking to cop. What's what's on your radar, man? Yeah. Uh, well today, actually the past couple days, I've been wearing my, uh, Kobe 8, you're the snake. I mean, I haven't really worn them. I had them on ice for a while and broke them back out and forgot how much I really love that shoe. So I've been wearing those for the last few days. Um, man, right now, I really just have my eye on that, the Nike Dunk Low that Plum colorway coming out this weekend. So I don't know, man. I'm just hoping to get my hands on it with all the releases. I'm hoping they kind of get looked over, but I know that's not the case. <laughs> What about you? I think you have a pretty good shot, and other listeners too, if they want those plums, because they're going to be, I mean, they're a gorgeous shoe. Like, they're going to be wanted, but there's so many options coming out. Like, there's always have to be like a lame duck. So, those, I would say you have a pretty decent shot. I hope so, man. I am like fingers crossed because I thought I was going to have a decent shot at the Biotechs. I got to get that sad L. <laughs> right. I mean, those were, uh, yeah, after like the Biotech 90, you thought maybe they were going to hang around a little bit, but. Exactly. That was my exact thought. I'm like, oh, these are just sitting around. No one cares about these. Nope. Lo and behold. For me, man, I, I've been just like doing little errands. I've been wearing free runs, just running around. All right, comfy I still, guy. I mean, I mean, that's a lie. So Nick came out to Portland this past weekend, and um, I wore my Supreme Up Tempos like every day because it was raining, and they're really good in the rain because they don't have any ventilation in them. So I wore those, but <laughs> the past few days has just been the free runs I keep 
behind the door next to the front door. So nothing sexy there. And um, I just copped the um, Hyper Royal Air Max 90. And I'm really excited about that. Um, told everybody I got the Volts a couple weeks ago. And a couple weeks before that, I said I don't like Air Max 90s. And here we are with two under my belt like this month. So, uh, now, were they for retail? So we can like tell Nick? Yeah, it's funny. yeah, I'm paying retail for them too. But uh, <laughs> these colorways are, they're selling out fast. At least in, in my sizes, they're, they're selling out right away. So Really? Yeah. Um, anything over a 10 and a half is sold out right away. Um, and you can't find them at a lot of places. They're they're more of a limited release than at every store. At least fat stocks of them at every store. Um, so Dude. I'm gonna. I wonder if there's regional. The, everywhere I go, I literally see them bad boys on every display of every shoe store I go to down here. Man, then maybe I'm just playing myself, and I, and I like that shoe a lot. But <laughs> for. 120 bucks that's not a bad that's not a bad price uh it's a good look i'm gonna try to get those 85 jordan ones just because why not but other than that it's gonna be a slow weekend <laughs> same man let my wallet breathe uh those uh those 85s that said um the, the the jumpsuit or flight suit colorway like a reverse bread, whatever they're calling it. I think reverse bread's the most adequate description of them. Yeah. But nice shoe. Yeah, they're nice. Um, I'm going to try to, I'm honestly going to try to trade them for something else, but there you go. they're cool. Uh, definitely wouldn't be mad if I ended up keeping them, but uh, kind of in like the normal news, we haven't really done a lot of normal news. Just like news stories. And we'll jump into those in a second here. But we do have a podcast review, I believe. I'm just hey. I'm just double checking on that to make sure I'm not going crazy. But if I have some kind of a memory, we do. So this one here is from Tote Deaf. Like most deaf, but Tote Deaf. So pretty cool. Um, <laughs> and they had to say... I love knowing and learning the context behind so many shoes and learning the stories. I can spend hours going down rabbit holes and I'll have a ton of sneaker friends where I'm in, where I'm living right now. So it's cool to feel like I'm a part of a larger community while learning. Keep it up y'all. The thumbs up. So thanks Tote Def. Thanks. Appreciate That's that, bro. Cool. If there's anybody else out there in Kansas or South Dakota, I don't know, random places across the U.S. Um, we hope that you get to feel like you're talking to some fr- or listening to some friends. Um, maybe you want to join Patreon and you can start talking more directly. We answer a lot of one-off, one-off questions there. Um, we post questions of the day where we have just, you know, random stuff from cleaning tips to some of our favorite shoes. Um just for you guys to check out with additional content. So um, come join the community a little deeper um, and looking to maybe join Patreon. Yeah. I mean, I think it's well worth it. Because I know you guys will listen to Nick and he's always got a giveaway or something going on with Patreon. So, you know, keep your ears perked up and 
definitely uh, definitely worth a follow. If anything, you're helping out some very nice folks. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate you guys. But uh, let's take a look here. So a little bit of news action. I think the first one we've kind of had on the back burner for a couple weeks, um, trying to see if there's anything else that might materialize news, you know, a little more in-depth news on it. But it's the Kuzma, Puma, Goat, Love Triangle, and how that's going to work now that it's being confirmed that Goat is still, in fact, in Kyle Kuzma's life. Dude, this, I mean, there's not, first of all, it's not a lot of information on the story. Second of all, it makes zero sense to me now, um, unless there's part of this deal where Kyle Kuzma can wear other brands off, off court. I don't see how this makes any sense at all because I didn't realize this Puma deal was five years. Yeah, so, five years back in October, signed it. Yeah. So I don't I don't understand it because I mean this is no knock on Puma whatsoever, but I don't think their catalog is something like vast enough for him to be going to goat back and forth to be picking up different models. Um, I don't I don't I just I don't know. Like so, I just don't know what the purpose of it is. There must be some kind of clause in his contract where he can as long as he's not on the basketball court, he can wear whatever he wants. That's the only thing I can think of. So, so we did get more details on it, though. So he can wear other caring groups. So that's the brand that owns Puma. Um, they also yeah. own Balenciaga and Gucci. So he cannot wear any other athletic brands. But those luxury designers are starting to be more and more involved with, you know, everyday streetwear fashion. So he's going to be rocking pretty much anything Gucci, anything, you know, triple S. Um, he's going to have some options. And Goat actually has started or will start offering other stuff like apparel and watches. So they can use Kyle Kuzma to kind of be a walking mannequin for some of the products that they're carrying on Goat that aren't Nike and, you know, Adidas. Reebok even, but there's going to be some opportunities here for those luxury brands to get some shine with the young kids. Because Kuzma, you know, I think he's 20, 24. So, yeah, he's super young. He has a direct connection with these kids. And at the end of the day, a lot of people just want to floss, they want to have something nice. So, if they see, you know, a a watch on Kuzma's wrist that retailed 250, but it's reselling on goat for 700. They might start thinking about buying a watch instead of buying another pair of Jordans when they have that kind of expendable in income. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I didn't realize that Puma wasn't that was part of that caring group with those luxury brands. I had no idea. Um, so I guess it, okay. We circle back to it. It makes perfect sense because yeah, because go not too long ago started offering the apparel, um, and I guess like you said, they're soon going to be offering accessories as well. So, I mean, that's the way to push your business um, using Kyle Kuzma because he's literally everywhere. You, you can't go you can't go a day 
without seeing him on some kind of blog or, you know, the, the, the tunnel shots from the game. So if that's the you know angle they're going with, then I retract my statement, and it makes a lot of sense. Here's a million-dollar idea I probably shouldn't tell everybody, but why isn't there, like, a GOAT or StockX for video games? Where you don't have to go to eBay and you don't have to deal with crummy ass um, GameStop. They can buy video games. Hmm. Think about that. That's a that's a fair question because I hate when I go in. It's like oh, I bought this game for sixty bucks. Yeah, here's ten cents. <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> but man, we'll probably have to edit that out. I'm kidding, but. <laughs> A high quality idea. Um, <laughs> so, in other news, and kind of staying on that same sales tip, we have now learned the top shoes of 2019 when it comes to sales. So, the overall is best selling shoes, not the hottest, not the most limited, but the shoes that are literally moving units. And it's safe to say that Yeezy has not yet jumped over the jump man. And not quite. <laughs> because of the 10 top selling shoes, only three of them are not Nike or Nike owned. So 70% of the best, I mean, that just shows no matter what Adidas does for the next couple years, even still. They got a lot of room to make up. Yeah. A lot of I mean, <laughs> after 2015 with their their Ultra Boost Splash, it was just kind of downhill, unfortunately. And I'm not saying that their product is bad anyway, but Nike stepped up to the plate. It's like, we're not going to let you win. And they just kept pumping out models. And clearly this list shows that people want them. All right. 15 to 18, 2015 to 2018, they had – they had the iron hot and ready to strike, but oh, yeah. since then been a little been a little stagnant. So let's go over some of these shoes. Um, up at number ten, it's kind of surprising, but it's not when you think about it in one particular release. It's the Air Jordan Eleven Retro, and that's not specific to a colorway. But think about how easy it was to get a pair of Bread Elevens this year, Playoff Elevens, whatever you want to call them. So. Yeah. Outside of those, we had like the pearly women ones, well, 11s is what I'm meaning. What other 11 dropped in 2019? I, I, I almost want to say that yeah, was down. Snake that was 2018. That was 2018. You had all the snake skin, Jordan. So you had the blue, the pink, and then the ivory snakes that all dropped. Yeah. And it's uh, making a distinction between retro, low, or high. So. Yeah. I am very confident, though, that 90% of what makes up that number 10 spot is the Jordan 11 bread. Yeah, and I'm, are these per unit or is it price points? Are like at a you, per dollars? You know, okay. Okay, that answer. Well, I mean, they made a lot of the Jordan 11s, uh, the bread colorway. So, I mean, there was a ton of, ton of those floating around. So, that definitely helped push the number because... Everyone wanted it, so you, you put the fact everyone wanted the shoe, put a bunch of numbers out there, you're going to eventually sell out, and maybe sit around for a day or two. But, yeah, I mean, there's 
it's not as far fetched as you would think it would be. They're not sitting for three days. Let's put it that way. Um, yeah, you, you got to play a forty eight hour turnaround on those bad boys. It's like those uh, commercials for Tootsie Pop, like a one, a two, a three, and then he bites, and it's gone. Uh, you did that way too well, right? <laughs> um, I mean, so that's a really old commercial. And number nine is another really old shoe, Air Max ninety seven. One of the only Air Maxes you see at full price all the time. God, it's true. I mean, you cannot go wrong though with the all white and all black ninety seven. I see them every. Yeah. What? The all white joints and the all black. They're clean, like you're right. They're like super classic. Um, yeah, I mean, everywhere I see someone wearing them, you're right. They're full price everywhere. But then you get like the utilities and the ultras, and those really crazy colorways end up still selling, um, or wouldn't be on this list. But the '97 is like the second most powerful Air Max of the year, and. There's another one popping up here, but to keep the ball rolling at eight, the Chuck Taylor. No explanation needed there, right? It's a pair of Chuck. Yeah. These are in every store that sells shoes, like whether it's a Foot Locker or, you know, DSW. This pair of shoes is in there and they're going to be sold all the time. Doesn't matter if you're 18 or 81, you probably have a pair of Chucks. Uh, yep. Next up, the Vans Ward, which looks like an old school just by a different name. But just a very clean, vulcanized, normal-ass pair of Vans. And that's cool. Yeah. And kind of the same, in the same vein as the, the Chuck Taylor. No matter where you go, they sell on shoes, they sell on Vans. This next one, you can pretty much say the same thing in 2019. Um, the <laughs> Easy Boost 350 V2. Shout out to Kanye for having kept his promise of anybody who wants a pair of damn Kanye's can get a pair. That's the truth. Like, Yeah. I mean, I applaud him for that. It took some effort to get to that point where it's definitely not as much of a task to get them. Um, yeah. I mean, I just hope the other models that I actually like become that easy to get. Right. Number five, Jordan four. I think kind of the same boat as the bread 11 the bread four there's a billion pairs of those plus all the other this accessible jordan four releases throughout 2019 makes sense you know with the four in particular i really think i think that a lot of the volume came from kids they i feel like they for every adult four they release there's like three kid fours Yeah, I'm just thinking really quick. There's a lot. Of, yeah. It's such a good model. I mean, for anybody and everybody, it just it, it works on so many levels. So fitting. Um, number four, my least favorite shoe on the list, NMDR1. Kind of like the, the Vans or the Chuck Taylor at this point. If you have an Adidas account, you're selling the shoe and someone's going to buy it. Yeah. Um, Dude, 
I stood in line for when he first released, when they released the black and white pairs. I literally stood in line for that. It was a short line because it was like 30 stores in the mall that had them. But I remember I bought the all white pair and it was like the last size 10. Some dude, and I'm stupid. Cause I really even wanted them. So this dude literally was offering like 250 bucks to buy the size 10. I'm like, nah, I think I'm going to keep them. In retrospect, I'm like, probably should have sold them. Probably should have. But that's- <laughs> um, number three, a shoe that's never being reselled, re- resold, but it's always selling is the Nike Tanjune. Shout out to Famous Footwear and Marshalls and everywhere else moving millions of these shoes. Pumping those suckers out. I see those things everywhere. Number two, the female anthem shoe, the Air Force. Stop. (laughs) Every female underneath the age of 45 has a pair of white Air Force Ones in their closet right now. Question is, are they clean or are they cooked? Probably cooked. Probably cooked. <laughs> Depends on where you are geographically. If you're in the city, they're probably clean. If you're not, they're probably... Well, I mean, it depends. If you're a grungier person, maybe you like a little distressed look, they're probably beats of shit. But if you're like, you know, crisp jeans, crisp jacket, crisp Air Force Ones, then they're probably white. That just cracks me up. <laughs> it's true, though. Female anthems, bro. <laughs> the number one is like the human anthem, because this shoe truly is everywhere. The Air Max 270. Shout out to the Air Max 270, because I didn't think that Air Bubble was going to be as popular as it is. But I can attest, I love that shoe. I, I absolutely love wearing them. They're, they're great. Yeah, I uh, second that. Uh, I got the 270 Reacts, and I don't know if they – I'm guessing they probably lumped it under the same umbrella there, but yeah, they're super comfortable. It's just – I don't know what it, – like, it, it, it's so futuristic and old at the same time. It's just a really good mix of flavors there. Oh. Well, are you surprised that – you know, this was supposed to be the takedown model, the 720. Are you surprised that this actually surpassed it in, like, popularity, even not just in this sense of – Oh, people buy it for just pure comfort, but people who are in the shoes will buy this over the 720 any day of the week. Nah, I mean, I saw the 720, and my first gut reaction was, that's not going to sell. It's it's too out there. It looks like a flying saucer with a shoe on top. (laughs) But that's cool. They're not stable. I mean, yeah. I mean, mean, some people just want all-out, unadulterated Air Max cushioning, and that's totally cool. That's why... You know, the Air Max line, the annual lines lasted so long because someone just wants an Air Max with as much air as possible. But they're not like, they're not very, I talk about approachability in shoes. And it's like, you can't walk up to that shoe in a footlocker, hold it up and be like, yeah, I can see this working in many situations. Like it 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 doesn't have that in its repertoire. No, no. As someone who owned them and then returned them, um, I couldn't. You can't wear them in anything. They don't look right. Like the, like the the toe down look looks weird. You you can't figure a good way to tie them or leave them untied. They just don't. They're not wearable whatsoever. But like, if you're going to the gym, they work. But at the same time, 
if you're lifting, you don't want to be that elevated off the ground. If you're running, you will die. Yeah. I mean, if you're running, they're not going to be, I mean, yeah, they're cushiony, but the responsiveness or support isn't all that good. Yeah. They're just meant for show. They're like, how much air can you put in one shoe? Cool. All of it. That was it. That was literally, that was the rest of the 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 conversation. (laughs) All of the airs. I mean, that's just it is what it is. They're going to keep pushing the envelope. And for that, I don't fault them. It's just like, it was the next frontier of air. Are they going to have it every single year from here on out? No, I think they'll, they'll, they'll shy away from it, but they've put a lot of money into that R and D. So we'll, we'll be seeing it for a little bit longer. Yeah. Now this has been a popular we're we're, we're gonna, kind of going to segue into our main topic, and it's the Kobe Five. Woo. I try to think of a cooler way to sugarcoat that. Like, nah, we're getting right into it. We're doing the Kobe Five. Um, Mike read earlier that the big stage pro tro, um, kind of like the mix of the big stage and MVP together, those are releasing, and they're releasing soon, right? Yeah, supposedly. They are going to release um, this week, the seventh, along with you know a couple other things coming out. But looks like they're going to actually put them back up for sale. I mean, hopefully they just took a couple, you know, took a break and produced some more, so everybody who wants them can get them. But I'm not going to get on that soapbox right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm for sure. I mean, it's not my favorite colorway. Um, kind of like this Air Max 720. That's not the most um, it's not the most versatile colorway, but for nostalgia purposes and other reasons, I'm for sure going to be trying to buy that shoe. Yeah, and it used to be that. I mean, Kobe's, of course, sell, especially, um, you know, the chaos came out, boom, it was gone in, a, in a, you know, a pretty good amount of time. But typically, Kobe's would, would sit on a shelf for, you could, you would have three days with Kobe's, but now I feel like I just, I'm gonna have to. I mean, it's my favorite basketball shoe, so I'm guessing I'm gonna have to try to grab every pair of releases just so I don't have to get knocked over the head with the resale mm-hmm. prices. I mean, it's been ten years yeah. since the shoe initially released. The Kobe Five came out in 2010, and it really is known as one of the best basketball shoes ever. So, not just people trying to make money off Kobe's death, but hoopers of all ages. Um, maybe even basketball players who never played in it, but have only heard about how good the shoe is. Like they get excited about it. So it's just, yeah. I'm happy we're getting all these releases on a 10 year anniversary. We're not having to wait longer, but um, it's, I think it's going to be a struggle to get some of the, not just this release, the big stage, but some other ones we would like to see. And that's kind of, that's kind of the base of what we're going to be talking about here the next little bit is past Kobe 5 colorways that we want to see released next. Um, you know, we got the chaos and we got the NBA 2K chaos, whatever you want to call that, dark chaos, whatever. Those are both cool, <laughs> but there were so many good Kobe 5 colorways um, that we, sure. we would be genuinely satisfied if we got half of the shoes we're about to mention 
but I'm going to start, I mean, I'll just kind of start rattling off shoes and then we'll kind of go about our thoughts. And if, and if you want to see it released too, uh, the first one, very, very surprised we didn't get an announcement for this. And it's the all-star Kobe five because we got the LeBron seven coming out in about two weeks and this released alongside it and is, you know, it's potatoes, potatoes, which one looks better to you. But, um, the red hardwood is just fantastic glow in the dark soul. It was just a banger. Yeah, dude, you can't, can't go wrong with that. Like that, the the print alone with that bright red, man, come on, like that would be an easy easy pickup if they released. A lot of people have separating souls with the Kobe Five, like twenty ten versions, and I have not I pulled the trigger on buying that shoe for a very long time out of fear of how it will hold up. So please retro the All Star Kobe Five. That would be fan freaking tastic. I second I mean, that. <laughs> the next one here, I would say, is just as big, if not bigger, the Bruce Lee Kobe 5. Yes. Must have. Dude. Oh, uh, easily. That might be. It's hard for me. I have two favorite colorways of the Kobe 5. It's hard for me to put that one or two, but it's one of those spots. It's like 1A or 1B, basically. I'm still here. It's had to get water. We'll edit that out. Like, Where's my water bottle? At? <laughs> good. Um, okay, so no, I, I couldn't agree more. We that shoe started a legacy, right? Like every Kobe, not every Kobe, but you know, six out of seven, dang close. or six out of eight, have since had some kind of Bruce Lee variation to it. Yeah, and now he actually spread that along to the, the Kyrie line. So really cool that we'll get, you know, they kind of transition to a new line with that same same uh, theme. So really, really cool to get, hey, hopefully Kobe 5 and the Kyrie pack one day. I would love that. And I like how well the Bruce Lee colorway is translated onto Kyrie's. Um, they tried to do a Kobe-inspired Paul George, and that was ugly. They did uh, – the chaos Kobe five Kyrie five and that. Oh, you liked Fantastic. it. I liked it. I, I I don't. Okay. So the Kyrie five is probably one of my least favorite Kyrie's because I don't like the fly trap shroud. It gets kind of distorted after you like wear it for a while, but taking that off the colorway itself, I think was executed well on the shoe. Ooh. Huh. Still not in love with it. I just think about it. I'm like, it's time to go back to the picture. It's that gray area. I wish I had more dark to it. I'm like, that's my panel. Uh, I got you. It is a bit brighter. I will say that the purples and stuff are a bit brighter than what the actual chaos are. But, I mean, for what it is, 
like, I think I just appreciate it. It's like, all right, cool. You pay some respect to, you know, your mentor and Kobe. And it's like, you could have done worse. Could have done, yeah. I mean, some people are going to love it, like it, more like you. And I'll kind of stay more middle of the road. But, um. Now, were you more, is it because you like the Bruce Lee Kyrie 3 that it kind of skews your, like, hmm. No, I just don't like it. As well? <laughs> I mean. Oh, okay. If in a vacuum, I still just <laughs> I don't feel it that much, but it is what it is. I mean, yeah. These next ones here, they're all just Laker colorways, so it's not one particular shoe. It's three of them. There's the away, which is like black with this really pretty, almost water-looking print of purple with a gold swoosh. Then you had the chaos. No, pardon me, not chaos. Um, the Del Sol. Kobe five, just black and yellow. And then you had the Lakers home, which was white, purple, gold, and a little bit of silver. Uh, I actually had the home and away Kobe fives. I bought them in 11 and a half. So they never fit me right. So I ended up getting rid of them and it breaks my heart. I didn't buy a bigger size, but whatever. But um, I loved how every Kobe had a devoted home in a way Laker colorway and just those are some of the best ones of the entire line just the Del Sol outside of being a Laker colorway that's just a clean ass look like you can't go wrong with black little bits of yellow and little bits of white and then the home you know as a Laker fan that's just like the colorway so I want to see any one of those threes release. And I think we have a good shot of at least getting one of them. Yeah. I, I always feel like I took the Del Sol colorways for granted because they were always the first colorway. I'm like, all right, cool. Launch colorway. You know, we're going to get that Del Sol, that black and black and Del Sol yellow. And I've always I took it for granted. I never really bought any. So if I got a chance this time around, I definitely would. Cause I have more of an appreciation for that colorway now. Uh, especially on the five, the six, uh, the eight, and then the, the one. So I think I'll try my luck all over again for the Del Zoles. Um, the, I always did like that he released team colorways because he didn't just do them and just like slap the team colorway on the sneaker, but he always did it in, in a way that made the sneaker just look, you know, special. And those are prime examples of home and away Lakers color. Because they're not just, I you know, twins and one's just white base and one's just uh, black base, but they kind of have their own personality to each one. And like you say, that those kind of marbling water-looking designs on the purple uh, and like the the toe guard in the front are just they had so nice. much character. I mean, they could have just done black, purple, gold, or white, purple, gold, like you just said, but they added textures and details. And the ankle portion of the Kobe five has that kind of, you know, it's, 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 it's bumpy. It kind of feels like it's a part of armor. It's like, it's just really well textured. And when you have that with the shiny heel clip and like the mesh perforated tongue area, the synthetic upper, you could just do so many different things. And it's good that they went above and beyond instead of basic with those Laker colorways. Yeah, 
So, I mean, same thing with the Charlotte, you know, the draft day, Hornets, Kobe 5. Maybe we won't get it because we got the draft day 4. But um, if we did, I really wouldn't want this one to release because the Hornet, pretty much any Hornets colorway of a Kobe shoe, I'm always like, ah, whatever. Like, I get why you're telling the story, but I just don't like that teal aqua blue. So I've never... And really connected with them. How about you? Do, do you like it? Uh, I, I have to agree with you on that because I actually had the draft day Pro Pro 4s in my hand and I couldn't pull the trigger because I, I just don't, that particular color combination, I don't wear those colors. Ever. Like at all. Like they would just sit in my closet and just rot and it'd be a waste of money for me. But hey, if you're a Charlotte Hornets fan or just love the story, Go for them. They I feel like this and like the Miami good. Dolphins colors, like they're cool, and I get it. It makes sense, but it's it's never connected to me. But then we had like the the rice, right? The rice Kobe fives, the home and away, just pretty much Green Bay Packers. But uh, I believe rice is in New York, and those were incredibly clean. I don't believe they ever released. They were just PEs, but um, those are two school colorways that we see all the time, and they were so clean on the Kobe 5. Yeah, I just want those because uh, they resemble Baylor's colors. Oh, like, totally. You know, just like, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, you can. You know, I mean, Baylor game I'll go to. Unlike the Miami Dolphins and Hornets, I don't wear a lot of that green and yellow, but I love it. I love the way those two go together. Yeah, they just—I don't know—it just works. I mean, it, yeah. I—I I mean, I don't—I can't explain it, but you're right. Like, I can't do the Miami Dolphin colors. I can't do the Charlotte co- colors. But you throw some green and gold. It's funny. There yellow, has to be something yeah, with like the human brain and how we digest or perceive color groupings that makes some, you know, more desirable or more um, easy on the eyes than others. Ooh, I just sorry. As we're looking at these, I'm scavenging the internet and by hmm, there's a pair of the uh, size ten uh, rice. I think they're homes, the, the white based ones, three hundred bucks, and they're uh, that's a really good. I mean, I would, that sounds like a good price to me. Um, maybe maybe you can hold out. Yeah, and I know. Come out like, in four hmm. months, but um, you know, I that's the plan. <laughs> Get up the Kobe Five though was one of those shoes. That high school basketball team to have like rice, and then you have pro players with all kinds of Nike IDs and player exclusives. But then, like the college level, um, they got a lot of love too. Um, Duke and USC had House of Hoops exclusives of the Kobe Fives, and um, those are two of my five favorite colorways of the entire shoe. Like that USC with like the the scales is absolutely gorgeous and the crimson and yellow go together perfectly and then me being a big duke fan the the five is just utilizing texture um black and blue just works just two of like the cleanest colorways of the kobe five without question in my book 
Yeah, I like the Duke colorway. Um, I actually like to not to go straight too far off what we're talking about, but the Duke six was probably my favorite of the Duke uh, colorways uh, between the five and the six. That the six was something special. They get everything. I'm trying to think what's my favorite Duke shoe, and and, and it's probably the five, but they get to touch everything, and that's the benefit of being, you know, a top tier Nike accountant, the NCAA, but. Uh, no, I I can't decide if the Duke or the USC looks better. Like I'm looking at both of them right now. I would have to. Dang, it's actually a tough call. I think I like the the Duke better. I don't know. It's something I kind of. That blue gives the shoe a little bit more depth, and it, I don't know. It's just something about that that blue, almost like holographic, that cracking foil whatever it is they use on this on the side panels and on the toe it just looks oh, it looks amazing it's like a song of ice and fire for the game of thrones fans out there there you go i mean the the five just had so many options and i've heard this idea get thrown a get thrown around the past couple of days but maybe nike will do a nike nike by you i almost called it nike id but maybe they'll have the option for the Kobe's. Um, you can kind of commemorate Kobe however you want to, or however, you know, what's more specific to your feelings. But um, this, the Kobe five had so many good ID options. So as a whole, I hope Nike brings back the ID versions of the five. Cause I mean, DeMar DeRozan had some crazy ones, but Every every kind of texture we've covered, from the foily to this um, to like the the snakeskin or reptile pattern, and um, like glow in the dark outsoles, speckle midsoles, uh, you could do anything on the Kobe Five ID. So that's something I would really really like to see come back. Yeah, I mean, and I can speak for all of us, and with Nick not being here. We would all three buy a pair. I mean, we would have probably just have to do a live podcast or like a, a uh, Instagram live to show us building them because it wouldn't be a question of if it'd be a question of how many we're going to buy at that point. Yeah, that would be a quick bill to add up really fast. Yeah, I probably wouldn't be in a good place afterwards. Like, what happened? I, I bought them all. I mean, you're right. I mean, you could break my bank really easy with a couple Kobe fives, but um, we, we've seen a lot of package shoes come out recently and we're getting more of them maybe it'd be a good time to bring back the kobe 5 hyperdunk aston martin pack i mean all you have to do is just if anyone listening i mean if you're around me and robbie's age we're, we're we're relatively young we're 30 but i know you guys remember the commercial of kobe jumping over to aston martin like that pretty much sold the shoe right there for me just it was the whole the packaging, not just the shoes, which were amazing looking, but you had the commercial of him, you know, quote unquote, jumping over a car. It was, ah, just a dope combination. Listeners, tell us if you felt like or thought that was real the first time you saw it. I did, hundred percent that was real, and I was in college when that came out, so I should probably be ashamed of myself. <laughs> I was fooled too. I was like, holy shit. Um, that was that was one of the coolest commercials 
this genius, right? I mean, what's a better way to sell an Aston Martin pack than having you jump over one? Yeah. What was the, uh, remember the, the jackass clip where he jumped over the pool of snakes? What shoe was that promoting? Hyperdunk. Hyper, okay. I remember I watched that the other day. I'm like, man, they had some great ideas for commercials. Like, I don't even see sneaker commercials anymore. The snake pool hyperdunks. Now, those, those were sick. Um, those are the yellow and uh, purple ones, right? Yep. Oh, man. Another shoe I regret not having. Those would be, yeah, th- those are definitely um, super loud. <laughs> I mean, like, I couldn't wear them all the time, but they were uh, definitely a moment in time. They're, they're really cool. Just, I, I appreciate what they bring to the table, just not for me. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate them from afar. That's what you're saying. You just look at them. Exactly. I'll, I love <laughs> looking at them. That, that's a damn fact. Like, they're really good to look at, but uh, not for me. Uh, <laughs> but, okay, so we had other good things. Like, okay, the finals, the big stage one that's releasing – um, it actually kind of mixes the five rings, which was a black and purple, um, you know, graphic print of Kobe's accomplishments. And then there was the big stage Kobe five, which was like the championship, which was black and gold also had that same like print going through. I don't know how to describe it. Better. Yeah, it's like laser etching almost, but I don't think it was quite laser, but it was uh, almost graffiti. Let's go graffiti print. Yeah, because it's not lasered on there, but it's like, it's printed. Just, yeah. And it's not really, you know, when, when you hit it with different angles, you can read it better. But um, listeners, what would you call the print on the big stage and five rings? Like, it's it's really kind of hard to to put your finger on it, so... What term? Amazing. But um, man, I want both of those shoes individually to release. I see big stages popping up, you know, on eBay and stuff for about eleven hundred bucks, and that's a lot. <laughs> but um, there's a I found one for eight fifty for you. Yeah, right. Um, not 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 happening for me. But uh, <laughs> there's the black and the white, and that's why they did a half black, half white shoe. But um, man, that's just we we talk about grails, and that's that's a those two are both well, I guess all three if you count the black and I mean the purple and gold ones, those are all Robbie grails. I'm sitting here listening, and I going through all these. I if each of these released, there's not one I wouldn't try to go get, except for the Charlotte one. Everything else, I would put forth an effort to at least try to add to the collection there for a while kobe had i would say without a question just the best like big moment shoe or like special edition or collaborate you know whatever you want to call it just when it came to special shoes his were just all exemplatory they were just all amazing Yeah, I mean, they just did a good job of like paying attention to details with each shoe. Like nothing was the same. It's not like certain shoes now they just slap a color on. All right, next, they really put some effort for each of these, each of these pairs. And I'm just going back. Like I'm right now, I'm looking at the the playoff pack or the playoff carpet DM five. 
that was the pair I owned to the fives. And I mean, I, I played in them when I worked at, uh, worked at champs. I, you know, use them to, to work in. I mean, <laughs> I wore them across campus and college. So this shoe saw everything and still to this day, I mean, soul separating, but if I throw it on, it's still comfortable. I don't know what. I mean, there's going to be so many we really don't even talk about. So I'll just say it. All the TBs for being a team bank shoe, they were all sick. There's the blackout, mm-hmm. which is just a black Kobe. So that's not really anything special. Um, the wolf gray, which is like an all silver with red and black accents. Another just general release basic shoe, but that looks really, really good. Um, the ink, which just an all purple, kind of like inky. It looks like wet ink, like a pen ink. Those, another basic one, just killed it with the colors. Um, but there were a couple other, you know, I guess, you know, big name Kobe Fives. USA, right? Red, white, blue. Yep, can't go wrong with that. USA all the way. Um, it'd probably be a little too early, but you had the fade to back, uh, fade to black, <laughs> and the preludes. I doubt we'd get either one of those, but it'd be super sick if we did. Uh, oh, that's a kid size. I was like, oh, I just found a pair for pretty cheap, but that was not my size. I mean, yeah. Kid Hollywoods, um, that was a Nike ID option, but that'd be dope to release the actual this kind of silvery Lakers looking colorway. That'd be amazing. Uh, Lower Marion. Yeah. Lower Marion. Yep. There you go. The aces. So the, that's another killer one. Uh, there was a black and deep forest green and yellow, which was kind of like a rice, but just like an upgraded one. I would say up elevated version. <laughs> and those were sick. Um, the Miles, well, kind of like a Miles Davis, but, you know, the blue with the black. Those were clean. I mean, that blue on that Miles Davis pair, I don't, I don't, what's, I don't know what it is. It's so simple. It's like literally this is a mono, monotone or monochromatic shoe, just all blue with the white swoosh to set it off. But it just looks so good. There was a red pair that kind of looked like a China. It was like a comet red and white yellow, kind of like USC mm-hmm. and like the Chiefs colorways had a baby. It would be this. Uh, <laughs> those were really dope. There's the playoffs or the POP, um, which is Laker the one ones. with a really crazy print going over, you know, like the quarter area up through where the laces meet. Those were, you know, a little crazy, and, you know. Not your uh, everyday wear, but still just a good-ass looking shoe. I got to send you guys a picture of mine. Um, <laughs> when I get back to my office tomorrow, that was the pair I wore all the time. It was just, oh, my God, I wish that shoe was They're still intact. They're dope, man. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a little crazy, but it's it. like tiptoeing that crazy line in a good way. Yeah, it's like a good pair of what does, where it's like, all right, these are nuts, but mm-hmm. they're wearable. And then, I mean, this afterthoughts, um, 
there was the Lakers home, which is this white, black, and yellow, kind of like a flip Del Sol. Uh, there was the Kayao, mm-hmm. which, I mean, I guess that's not a throwaway colorway, but I think we'll get a lot of white and pink shoes. So of the Kobe's of the world, that's probably one I really wouldn't care to see that much because it's like whatever. Um, there was a white, red, and black, another just like team colorway that wasn't a team bank, just really simple, really well executed. Uh, now I'm starting to run out of Kobe fives in my brain. No, uh, oh, you forgot my favorite. Well, my my one next to the uh, what the Bruce Lee pair. Oh yeah, the, Dark Knight. Oh, that's why I said Batman in the very beginning. <laughs> Man, that shoe. It was the counterpart to the chaos because. You know, the rumor is that the chaos was supposed to represent the Joker. Dark Knight clearly is Batman, but man, that Dark Knight pair. And the thing is, I mean, I was I was poor in college, like most people, and I couldn't get them, but they sat around. Like, that Dark Knight colorway was literally just sitting on shelves. All, I mean, outside of the premium, like the big stages and stuff, 90% of these Kobe's did sit. And that's awesome because you could go in at any point of the season and buy a pair. If you don't have a lot of money like you and I did in college, if you saved up enough money and the shoes came out a month and a half earlier, you could still get them when you had the check. Like, it was such a good time. Not only because the designs were good, but because you can get them without having to hassle and have great shoes. Yeah. Simpler times. Now, I mean, I mean, I think yeah. if it wasn't for the whole resale, I mean, so there's always been reselling of shoes, so that's a difficult kind of thing to say. But since like the invention of StockX, where now any shoe technically could be resold because you literally can resell any shoe, any shoe does get resold. So it's like because the platform exists, things are just going to get bought for the slim chance of somebody making money. And all the time we see shoes less than retail on those platforms now. So it's like some people are learning or maybe haven't even learned yet that not every shoe is valuable on a secondary market, but the Kobe's and the bronze too, for that matter, have fallen into that cycle where if it just says LeBron retro or Kobe retro, it's going to get resold, even though it should just be an attainable, functional basketball shoe that is a little piece of nostalgia and still works great 10 years later. It's just like, it, it's, it sucks. Yeah. And as always, Kobe's held their value so well over the years. It's like, if I can go back in time and tell younger me, it's like, hey, you know what? Put the other shoes down and just buy up every like Kobe shoe and just like, keep it for later so you can just like wear them throughout the years i would if i would have known it was gonna be like just again it's it's not just recently kobe's is a stay man they've been expensive to get your hands on them like i want a pair of the dark knights both the five and the sixes that's almost just like trying to climb the tallest mountain right now it was like that with jordan's right with the original ones you can find jordan Mm -hmm. ones for 40 bucks there's points where I've seen a lot of these Kobe's for 40 to $60 at an outlet back in the day. And um, 
I guess it's our fault for not inventing time machines yet, but uh, I would all. <laughs> yeah, I'm making poor decisions. That's, yeah, that's a it's a cruddy situation, but it is what it is. Whatever. Oh yeah, it's just sneakers. I just happen. You know, KDs <laughs> outside of some colorways don't. I mean, they don't really hold value. No, the thing that hold value is typically the KD4. That was just, I mean, what most people would revere as the best model of the group. Like, point off, I was actually looking at the, uh, let's see, it was still there. There's a KD Year to Dragon, which are pretty cool. Yep. I remember those blue ones. And I remember the resale value used to be insane. Now, I mean, they're still high, but I can get a brand new pair. Um, for 230 bucks, which probably that's half the cost it was what six years ago to get that's one. right. I mean, I thought they would still be more expensive now. I'd, I'd buy those if I were you. I mean, those are right. See, look, we are bad yeah. influence on, I mean, on that <laughs> note. We should probably just probably just ride on out. What Kobe fives <laughs> do you want retro? Like, which ones did you have back in the day? Um, be sure to let us know on Instagram. Um, let us know in a review if you haven't left one yet you could do that but uh, we appreciate everybody listening Um, please follow Sneaker History at Sneaker History on all major platforms you can find me Robbie at R-A-H-B-E-E 702 Uh, Mike where can they find you man yeah you can find me on Sneaker History of course also, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at MadWatcher789. And you can find me on YouTube, just at Mike Guillory. So go check out the videos. Go check us out on the website. Leave us some comments. We just like to hear from you guys. We get lonely. So leaving little love letters <laughs> is nice, people. <laughs> <laughs> Makes us feel good. Man, on that note, thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate you. And until next time, have a good rest of your week. Bye. See ya. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, And we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.